big why Praise the Lord, hallelujah. This is Pastor Kevin Rollins with Blow the Trumpet Ministries. Praise God where we love God, we love people while making disciples along the way. Come and join us every Sunday, 11.30 a.m. at 1609 Havana Street, Aurora, Colorado, 80010 at the Village Exchange Center building. Hallelujah, today I'll be coming out of Romans 7, 21 through 25. I'll be reading this from the Message Bible. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expected they take charge. I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind. But impelled by the influence of sin, to do something totally different. Today's message is entitled, Although I Want to Do Good. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you, Father, mighty God, holy prince of peace, wonderful counselor. We just thank you, Lord, that you are always there for us, Father, dear Lord, no matter what we face in life, Father, dear Lord, because you are the author of life, Father, dear Lord. And we just thank you, Father, dear Lord, that we just trust in you, Lord, with all our heart and lean not into our own understanding, Father, dear Lord, because it's truly a privilege to be chosen and used by you, Lord. And we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, somebody, and hallelujah. God bless you this morning, because he has, because you are awake. With oxygen in your body and your breathing, there's a division within our humanity. There's the I that wants to do what God wants, and there is the sin which dwells in me, which is different than the I. We must understand what this is. Human beings are complicated creatures. They are not simple organisms. We have within us a spirit, a soul and a body, and they are always at war with one another. These are distinct one from another. What Paul is suggesting here is that the redeemed spirit never wants to do what God has prohibited. It agrees with the law that it is good. And yet there's an alien power of force that he calls sin a great beast that is lying still within us until touched by the commandment of the law. Then it springs to life and we do what we do not want to do. Notice that Jesus himself agrees with this. On one occasion he said, 
If your right hand offends you, cut it off. Matthew 5.30 He didn't mean that you should actually chop off your right hand because there would be a violation of the other texts that indicate that God made the body and made it right and it is morally neutral. What he means is that we should take drastic action because we are up against a serious problem. He indicates that there is a me, hallelujah, praise the Lord, within us that runs our members, that gives orders to our hands and our feet and our eyes and our tongue and our brain and our sexual organs and controls them. That me is giving an order to do something wrong. But there's another I in us who is offended by this. That I does not like it, does not want it. And so Jesus' words are, cut it off, capture it. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law, another principle at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law or principle of my mind. My agreement with the law of God making me a prisoner to the law principle of sin that works within my members. Romans 7, 21 through 23. You want to do right and determine to do right, knowing what it is and swearing to do it, only to find that under certain circumstances, all that determination melts away and you do not do what's right. You do exactly what you do not want to do. So you come away angry with yourself. What's the matter with me? Why can't I do what is right? Why do I give way when I get into this situation? Why am I so weak? This is right where we live. And that was from the NIV version. This is right where we live, isn't it? This is what we all struggle with. The cry of the heart at that moment is, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? What is this? Well, right here you arrive at where the Lord Jesus began the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Uh Uh-huh, come on, y'all. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 5, 3. Blessed is a man who comes to the end of himself. Come on, when it's getting good up in here. Blessed is a man who has arrived at spiritual bankruptcy, ah, because this is the point, the only point where God's help is given. This is what we need to learn. If we think we got something in ourselves that we can work out our problem with, if we think that our wills are strong enough, our desires motivated enough, that we can control the evil in our lives, uh, help me, Lord, by simply determining to do so, then we have not come to the end of ourselves. We are not in spiritual bankruptcy yet. And the Spirit of God simply folds his arms to wait and let us go ahead and try it on that basis. And we fail and fail miserably until at last, out of our failures, we cry, Oh, wretched man that I am. Sin has deceived us and the law as our friend has come in and exposed sin for what it really is. As believers in Christ, you and I can identify with Paul's struggle with sin. Sin does not go away when we become a believer. There's an ongoing struggle that each of us has with sin. This struggle does not mean that we are unconverted or lost. Granted, there are some who think they are saved, 
but are actually lost. Not everyone who claims Christ is a true believer. However, those who are genuinely born again will continue to battle with sin. Their life will be a battlefield between that which is good and that which is evil until the day they enter into glory. Come on, y'all, praise the Lord with me. The battle for your Christian life is a battle for your mind. Paul will later say, do not be conformed, uh uh-huh. Do not be conformed, I'll say it again, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, 1. See, Paul always emphasizes the mind, because as your mind goes, so goes your heart, and as your heart goes, so goes your will. Making me a prisoner means to lead away captive. Sin still has a power in our life. It is no longer the dominant tyrant as before our conversion, but nevertheless, it is a force that must be dealt with in our Christian lives. The struggle is real, and it is internal. You and I have three great systems of entertainment, politics, business, greed, immorality, anti-God agendas, and more. There is the devil and his demons, but there is also an enemy inside of us. This is our biggest enemy. Even if we did not have the world around us and the force of the devil against us, we would still be in over our heads fighting against our own flesh and our own sinful desires, and this law of sin is within us. Hallelujah, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, as we come against this demonic force of sin, Father, dear Lord, that we give it to you, Father, because as long as we give it to you, in the end, we will win, Father, dear Lord. We just lift you up, Father, dear Lord, hallelujah, because we are conquerors, Father. We are not only conquerors, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. In Christ, Father, dear Lord, Jesus, who strengthens us, Father, we give you glory, honor, and all praise in Jesus' mighty and magnificent name. Amen. to blow the trumpet ministry go to give a fire and you will see our logo there god bless you and continue to trust in the lord now we can say now we can say